It worked. It's working. Okay. It's working. It's working. <laughs> One time I I think I tried to find that and I couldn't find it isolated. How would you ever look that up? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Coolio cooking show. <laughs> cooking with Coolio. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice-weekly podcast that is sometimes about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Meredith, the MVH Van Harn, and I'm coming to you from Home Sweet Money Pit Studios in the North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, This is a recap edition of LRB, where we discuss all the news that wasn't from the past week of TVTL. And this week I'm joined by, from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne, don't at me, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Meredith. And from the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary H. Mom Livingston Butler. Hi, Hillary. Hello. How are you? Excellent. And we have a surprise guest today from the NECA Wafer Studios in Linwood, Washington. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hey, Christy. It's a rare day. Christy's joining us for a recap. It's so exciting. Because we're not doing it at butt crack early on a Seattle Sunday. Sunday. True. And you also, um, the only bad part is I had to listen to TBTL all by today. (laughs) Oh boy, what a day. I know um, Saturday recordings are sometimes a little bit tricky. It's a little dicey. You depend on that day to get everything in. Yeah, well, and sometimes to... I don't listen to a full week. Yeah, it, like yeah. I'll space it out. But <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pay attention to the show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's uh, some when I was listening to our clip show, which we'll talk about later, I put it to zero, like just the normal one X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And then I started up TVTL, and I was like, I am dying. <laughs> I'm dying. First of all, I mean, we all know. They sound slow, yes. like they drunk, sound drunk or on 1X. They sound, <laughs> they sound drunk. The music sounds weird. Like, I just can't handle it. And so I was like, nope, we got to go up to at least 2X to get this. Bump this, this one done. up. I definitely listened to Friday on 2X. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to cover our LRB business. We will do our week in review, sort of. We'll take care of some housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved in the show. So Hillary, do you want to give us the business? Oh, sure. I have a mind for business and a, I don't have a body for sin. I'm not going to say that. All right. Um, all right, fine. All right, as we addressed previously, uh, it is a full coven show. We fully booted the boys, and we have our full coven. I'm very excited. Uh, this is like coven plus. Uh, I, I like know. Yeah. I know. I love it. I feel the power like growing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're all synced up and ready to go, and I just uh, I wanted to note that. Um, we don't really have a ton of business. I just um, – the my one note this week was I'm a teen, and I've realized that thoroughly, and I think everybody kind of knew that, even though I'm about to turn 41. I'm, like, uh, <laughs> at heart, like, 17 years old because I was going to resist. Yesterday I was at work. 
was listening to, I don't know, some podcast, and I was trying to resist. I was looking at, at Twitter, and people were talking, oh, it's good. I really like it. It's good. And I looked, and it was Taylor Swift's new album. And I was like, <laughs> I'll just give it a sample. I really didn't like the singles. I thought they were dumb. So, But I was like, you know what? I'll just listen. You guys, it's so good. I, I'm like, it's so good. There are like four songs that are like iconically really good songs. I'm texting my like teen nieces. Like, it's so good. I get some response. Not all not all of them will respond to me. Um, but I recommend it. There's a song. This is what I don't understand. This is why Taylor is, uh, she has either poor judgment or uh, poor people around her because the songs that she released like weren't that good they were fine but they weren't anything to get excited about there's a song called cruel summer it's not a remake it's just a the same name that is such a good song wouldn't you release that as your summer song like it's called cruel summer and it's fucking great anyway i recommend listening to that i loved it and then there's a song about her mom that like legitimately made me cry and the dixie chicks sing back up on it and i was like <laughs> what i'm in it's so good it's so good you know what she's cheesy as hell and I know it but she's a she's a good she's a she's a decent songwriter writer with like a good way with words so I I I don't fault you for that I I don't consider myself a teen in any way and I never have even when I was like five (laughs) I thought I was too I I was over this bullshit already when I was about five um, but I loved her last album. Yeah. I really did. There yeah. were some really regrettable lyrics. Like yes. every once in a while, I'm just like, shut up. Yeah, talk, no. Don't talk about this sick beat. I really yeah. don't want to hear uh, it yes. from you. Yes. <laughs> well, the but, real thing here is Hillary, Taylor Swift is going to turn 30 this year. I know. So I don't think this is evidence of you being a teen. I know it's not. True. The pro- and actually. She's your peer now. <laughs> she totally is. <laughs> And the problem is also I've thought about going to uh, a Taylor Swift concert or taking Bridget. Bridget is the eight. My sister's gone and she's like every kid is like 10 years old. Like she still attracts like a sort of tweeny She uh, does. Audience. It's her audience. Yeah. Yep. Um, but she has matured a lot. Um and whatever. Anyway, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it, I mean, she mimics a lot of people. Like, it, there's definitely a lot of, like, Maggie Rogers or Casey Musgraves or, you know, even um, Jenny Lewis influence on it. But I, I really, really like it. And I, I recommend it. <laughs> That's all that the business is me <laughs> recommending Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> um, well, I would, I recommend two other teen things, which are the show Euphoria. Mm. I'm scared to watch it. it. Oh, is it it's scary? so good? No, no, like it's like shows. it's a, no. I'm scared it's because scary it's if about you have teens. teenage daughters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but you push through that. Like you, you can't keep them inside forever because that was my first thing. Like Elliot's never leaving the house. Like <laughs> that's it. Like <laughs> I don't want her to ever have social media. I don't want her to grow up. Yeah. But then you push through it, and the acting is so amazing. I love Zendaya. Another, I think she's oh, awesome. She's so amazing. Yeah. Okay, everyone should watch that. If you need an HBO login, hit me up. I'll give you um, And then um, next is, this is kind of a shamer show, but 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yeah. 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 The newest season just came out, and I uh, maybe watched the whole thing last night. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I haven't ventured into that because my mom, as a mental health professional, was really against it. Yeah. She yeah. thought it was terrible. So yeah, I'm kind of afraid to get into that to that one I watched the first season and like enjoyed it enough except I thought the main bad guy sort of good bad guy was a bad actor but but I mm-hmm. like it I mean it's you know it's a Netflix show that you're like all right just like let's keep rolling with this sure. yeah 
I just like uh, so there's something pretty big happens I think in television history and in both of those shows that I won't I won't spoil because it's a pretty big spoiler that I think is pretty interesting and I think more shows should show it so that's why I thought it was great but also everyone should be watching the new um, Beverly Hills 90210 oh I know I need to watch it I need to (laughs) watch it oh my god I was so eye-rolly when I heard it was going to be a reality show. Yeah. It's not just that them. That sounds awful. It sounds, I hate reality shows. I was so mad that they were, t- they were <laughs> taking my show and they were making it reality. They are doing it so well. Okay. Huh. All right. I, it, except for the woman that plays Brian Austin Green's wife is so bad. <laughs> like, I can't tell what her emotions and reactions are i i can't tell what's happening because she's so bad it's let me know if you think the okay. same i'll all right i'll watch i i <laughs> i was in a i was in a uh a chat and with some of my friends and they were all talking about it so i need to i need to get on it i didn't even know it was a thing i was sort of a little bit too i think i missed that show a little bit age-wise like i was too young for it yeah. and i didn't relate to it at all so it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't really on my it was on my radar, but it was nothing that gripped me because that mm-hmm. was no, nothing like my life. I think I was in middle school, you know, yeah. so or elementary school. I don't remember. No. How yeah. You, you were really were doing this. You were elementary because I was in sixth grade when it started. And I I think I've taught older. Yeah. I had older brothers and sisters. And I think mm-hmm. I talked about this because the where I grew up was sort of a rich neighborhood. And my sister was like, this is exactly like high school. And I was like, I'm so ready for high school. This is it. This is my life. <laughs> it really wasn't. Like, people weren't that rich. But if there's anything that exhibits that Dallas wants to be L.A. so bad, it's that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, well, Christy and I are teens. So um, <laughs> true story. <laughs> I know. Ratified. Uh, that's uh, all the business. Should we get into uh, the throw your phones? Yes, please. All right. Um, the only uh, general throw your phone um, was, it, it's a really, really sweet one. And, you know, we've taken a soft stance. I don't know. We're not anti-Blur's Days on this show. I don't think it's any of our favorites. But well, it's one person is anti-Blur's <laughs> Day. True. Add that person to is- that list. <laughs> Okay, I two people are anti-Blur's Day. <laughs> I just pretty much zone out during it, or I maybe hit the 30 ahead button. But, um, but I actually, I enjoy um, the parents calling yes. in Blur's Days for their little kids. Because getting shouted out on the quote-unquote radio, that's going to make a five-year-old's life. For mm-hmm. sure. For their birthday. So I, sure. I think that's quite cute. But the rest of it, you know... Whatever. At least <laughs> right. it's them interacting yeah. with yes. fans. Yes. That's true. Even in, in a minuscule the, way. Yeah. That's the only reason I like it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that being said, us having, you know, mixed opinions about <laughs> about Blur's Days, we did get a, a light Blur's Day request um, from Wendy, and this is what she said. This week, I am throwing my phone at the Blur's Day segment. Well, so I went into it thinking she, like, hated Blur's Days. <laughs> really took some twists and turns here. Alas, <laughs> this is not because I find it annoying. I know there are mixed feelings on this segment, but because I forgot to send a Blur's Day message in for my new husband you may be familiar with my 10 husband Mackenzie Williams he sometimes writes in about legal things 
illegal things, amongst, among others. Anywho, he might appreciate this message from the LRB crew and forgive his wife for failing at Blur's Day messages. Power Aww. out. All right. Aww. Fine. Happy birthday. I, I like it now. I, I brought it up to the group, like, ugh, like, should we do this? And Anne put it really well. Like, if we go to Wyoming we and we need legal help, like, we need Mackenzie on our yeah. side. So we're we going to do crimes in Wyoming. So we need your help. We yeah. need your support here. <laughs> That's why you go there. Yeah. <laughs> to do crimes. Yeah. To ski um, and well, do crimes. <laughs> Wendy, you should give yourself a break because there's a 50% chance that Andrew would have forgot. Anyways, <laughs> as we found out this week. Oh. And uh, I meant to say congratulations yes. to yes. Mackenzie. Yes. Mackenzie and Wendy. I did see on his Facebook page, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago that they had gotten married. So congratulations, That's guys. Awesome. I want to know if Wendy was into this before. Like, did they meet <laughs> no. as both tens? I she believe, pulled him in. He I pulled her in. He pulled her into oh. this insanity. Oof. Is she, uh, like, welcoming this or... <laughs> hate listening she already knows some of the terminology right yeah she does i feel like she's steeped a little bit in it or he you know maybe it's like a dave like he has an understanding because i play it out loud so he's like forced Mm -hmm. to ingest it in some way but uh but that's awesome so it was very very sweet we had to we had to read it agreed um shall we get into our week in review yes please christy can you start us out Oh, okay. So the big uh, part of this week were the TBTL 3000th show, live show announcements, which was basically every day leading up to the actual announcements. We talked about that. So it was a big one. <laughs> um, and the venues were released. And should we? I feel like I need to read this through your phone from Mackenzie, actually, before we set this up because. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mackenzie, the problem with the last live show in the U.S. Well, that's the only one ever because they, they didn't have an Anna. Whisper talked <laughs> in a bar in Australia. They whispered on the front lawn of a, of a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Where no one was around. So <laughs> I would say that wasn't counted as a live show. Was not that we didn't know when the tickets were going on sale. The problem was that the venue was a phone booth. <laughs> Tell me the upcoming venues are not phone booths. That's all we ask. It seems modest. Do I want too much? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Turns out you did. Um, so all of the... Sh- all- I don't know about the status of the New York one. I should look that up. Um, the to the Waffle House. So it's <laughs> literally a Waffle House. I checked it. This location has 38 seats. Oh, no. What? no. I don't know if that means 38 people or 38 tables, but that's... It says thirty. That's still seats. not that much. And, and you no, know, I've never been in a Waffle having, House. So. They're tiny. Having they're recently been in a Waffle House a couple weeks ago, well, first of all, they're generally all the same. Like they all have they're they're freestanding for the most part, but they're yeah. you know have their own like they have the similar footprint. I think um, the tables aren't like movable. Like they're booths always yeah. booths. So it's like a fast food restaurant. Yeah. So you're not. They're not like oh we can move it all out and people can just like stand like. <laughs> if they're small. they're like stationary right yeah, the, yeah they're yeah. built to the ground yeah yeah so i mean this is a funny idea because of of you know him doing the whole waffle house thing and we heard about waffle houses for a long time and it's florida so it makes sense but it feels <laughs> like this should have been an after party everyone yeah. goes to, you know tbtl at the waffle house 
whatever. It's sold out. People are disappointed. Some people Can have you... plane tickets and didn't make it. Oh. Do you have, is, is there a liquor license at the Waffle House? <laughs> at the Waffle House? I really no, hope I not. I, I doubt it. I that sounds like a so. nightmare for yeah. the Waffle House. People in Orlando, if you didn't get tickets, start creating an after show, yeah. an after party yeah. that's better, bigger and better. Yeah. Um, the Seattle, or yeah, the Seattle location is on a boat. Fun, except for the maximum capacity of that boat is 500 with outdoor seating, and they say they took away that. So I would say it's maybe 300. They said, yeah, they. I don't remember if they said 300 to 350, but right in that. So basically, yeah. not that much more than no. at the rebar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because what it, I looked up the rebar, I think it was two fifty. That seems the, like they'd have to be really packed in there to get three fifty or two fifty into that space. Yeah, yeah. that's optimistic. Yeah. But then beyond that, the the three hundred ish seats are split onto two levels, mm-hmm. so they're going to have to pick one level to do the show on, and then the other half of the people aren't going to get to see it or they talked about well we'll do the first half of the show on one level and then we'll run up to the next level what? and do the other half and we'll simulcast it on a big screen to the level that doesn't have us on it and i'm like oh boy <laughs> do you know what i wish they would do hmm. oh wait and then the new york show is at a place called littlefield in brooklyn and that has 450 so like it's huge compared to how many people yeah. will come to the New York show yeah. yeah, versus the Seattle one. It's huge compared to a friggin' Waffle House. Right. <laughs> what I wish they would do is do, in each location, do a 30-minute show and then just have a hangout. <laughs> and that, because that's all people really want. Yeah. Right? That's all they want. And so do a 30-minute show, then take all three of those shows and make one. And put that out mm-hmm. instead of thirty minutes doesn't get us past Andrew's coffee talk. <laughs> <laughs> what if something happens with his garbage? Yeah, right. Oh my he god, he will be gone for a whole week. What's gonna? No, yeah, this week is two weeks. Um, yeah, a whole week without garbage. I don't mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen. He'll come home and it'll just be spilling in the streets <laughs> yeah. and blowing away. His and apartment will be full will of be garbage. Battered and people mm-hmm. will put dog poop in there. Oh, my goodness. Lord in heaven. I just hope they don't have guests, except for maybe if they could get Chris Hayes in New York. But other than that. Oh, I wonder I if they, they will. will. They will. That I would be fun. Will. That would be yeah. a fun. Wait, what, what uh, day of the week is it? In New York, would Chris be Available. recording his nightly oh, television question. show? I think it's it's during the week because I th- yeah, and his, their show is like early. Like I think it's like the early show. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Mm. Uh, Wednesday. Oh. Seven oh, p.m. Oh, that's not good. That's some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably not good for Chris Hayes. Um, I you know I don't know. Well, he it's- probably didn't get tickets either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, New York isn't sold out. No. The thing is, is like, I'm trying to think. The only TBTL live show that I've been, no, I've been to two. I went to the Rebar, which I was lucky to get tickets to, and it was tight. It was tight. The best one, I think, was, I don't know, I mean, maybe because I live in Austin, I would bias, but I thought Stubbs was good because there were two levels, but you could see over. Like, you could be up at the top if you couldn't sit there. 
and look over onto them. So it was like, but I that don't was know. just standing room, right? Yeah, you yeah. Just stand there yeah, and look over. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was mighty full. In it there. was full. It was. it was very full for for especially for something that was like probably a, a large majority of people had to travel to. I don't know. They always just underestimate. And again, like we talked about this a little bit um, in the, our chat, but like. I think that you shouldn't announce a date until you've secured a venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should have pushed it another weekend. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. if the Neptune was available the weekend after that, they should have just said, okay, well, that's what we're doing. And then we'll announce it. It's just, it's, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And the thing that I don't understand and as always boggles my mind, and maybe this is why they're, they stay around is that they have a full network that's behind them. Like, can't somebody help them a little? Just a little they bit. They don't ask for help. It's yeah. so weird. Be- you know, they don't yeah. like help or criticism. Or, and, yeah. yeah. And it would help if somebody, you know, uh, like I'm throwing. So I work for a commercial real estate firm and I'm throwing an event. Octo- I know when it is. It's October 23rd. I have hired a party planner because you know what? I'm not good at planning parties and I, they're <laughs> spending a lot of money on this. So I'm going to hire somebody else that's really creative about this kind of stuff and that like understands how it works and can source out the dates and the or the uh, locations and all of that. And I'm going to pay that person and it's going to be great because I don't have to do it because I'm not good at it. So you know, it's as easy as that's that. the nice thing about money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Money helps. Money helps. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. They're kind of in love with doing a, a kooky, off the wall, yeah. creative thing. But the problem is that those schemes just don't turn out to be practical. No, exactly. I mean, you can't. I would never enjoy myself in a Waffle House if I have to like turn around and crane my neck over the back of the booth in order to you know get a look I just Mm -hmm. think that's all it's all sort of weird it's like oh what a crazy fun idea but there's a reason that nobody else does it I know (laughs) it's a terrible idea it doesn't work very well if they were going to more cities, that yeah. would be fun. Like, we're going to this crazy little thing. Oh, my God. Yes. Do a Waffle House tour. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure. All Waffle Houses. All a bunch I mean, of Waffle Houses. Go all in, guys. Yeah, but they were calling for everyone near Orlando to come. So then, what, 38 of them? Like, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want people, like, all the people that came to the uh, Jamie's house, that was more than will fit in the Waffle House. Yeah. Like her house, yeah. they could have just had it there again. I mean, I hope it's 38 tables and not 38 people because that's just a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I don't know if it's sold out. That's probably Already. 38 slots, right? Uh, I would say max, tables. max, max, like 75 people. But like that mm-hmm. is like people are uncomfortable. Yeah, probably. exactly. It's, There's not, it's tight. Yeah. Um, so do you think that this is them wanting to be kooky or do you think that they're underestimating how many people will go? I think this is Luke still being gun shy from the show at the Troubadour. Yeah, all those that's years so ago. many years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Don't don't pay attention to all the shows that you undersold. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. the I one that you oversold. Petrified mm-hmm. of not having anybody come and then he'll just feel like a stupid loser broadcasting to an almost empty house and so he takes every step possible to ensure that that's not going to happen i I mean that's orlando i'm sure seattle is just because they couldn't find a place do it in time yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that is definitely event planning 101 find a place then release the date Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I think there is some some element of kookiness, though, right? Right, like oh, for oh, sure. the Waffle House. It's so southern and hicky, and ha mm-hmm. you know. I think there's a little bit of quirky. Are we random? Too. We're so random. Yeah, we're guys. so random. <laughs> well, and also, I think people. So what they did first is put out a Facebook, like uh, what's her name, Kiki Lolo, put out a Facebook post, like if you are in Orlando and are planning to come, RSVP here. Mm-hmm. Just so that they knew how big to get, and maybe mm-hmm. not very many people did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't or know. Don't have Internet Facebook. RSVPs are famously accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and probably also, you know, Luke said it on Friday. He said, "I know that there was an RSVP, but that is not like a, a ticket." And I'm sure that there are mm-hmm. some people that probably think, "Think, oh, yep, I'm just going to show." I, I got a spot. I RSVP to this thing that I'm going to. The yep. end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that oh. would be very clear. What a well, cluster. I think, didn't the Seattle show sold out even faster yeah. than the one at the Rebar, yep. isn't it? Because yeah. the Rebar yeah. one sold out like the next morning. Yeah. yeah, this was hours. This was like less than seven hours yep. it mm-hmm. sold out. Yep. Well, and like I said, I got it. I went in right at two and I was able to buy at least 10 tickets. I didn't, but... and they with I could have. They should have limited it to two or four. Wow, mm-hmm. ten. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I was scrolling to ten because I thought about it like, oh, I should buy for people just in case. But then I knew that I didn't want to like take from anyone else. But because they're so cheap, I wonder how many people did that. Because $10 mm-hmm. is cheap. It is mm-hmm. cheap. I don't know. Um, that's cheap for an Argosy tour, period. Like, that's just, <laughs> people should pay $10 just to go for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... They have to know they were selling it like a boat. I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out because this is so perfect for TVTL. Mm-hmm. But they know they screwed up on that, right? Otherwise, Luke wouldn't be saying, hey, guys, don't buy tickets for people who aren't actually fans of TVTL. Let's just leave it for the people who really want to be there. Sure. If you mm-hmm. have to put those kinds of pleas and caveats mm-hmm. on the tickets, you know you've screwed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wanted to just, before we move on, quickly announce all of the things um, <laughs> that they're doing. Um, they'll be at the Minnesota State Fair on October 28th, which is next Wednesday. September and will you 28th. be going? I mean, August 28th. August 28th. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I say September? I put, oh my gosh. I um, was about to like say you. October 28th. That's the day after <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> oh, geez, of course. <laughs> and will you be going? Uh, no, no. You're not taking a day off in the middle of the week to. <laughs> I mean, I will, but not for TBTL. <laughs> they're not interested in having me there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're not. I think they're they interested don't like in us. anyone I, going. I guarantee that they would not be happy to see my face there, so yeah. I won't go. I don't know about that, but I understand. You'd rather go and um, do your fair. Mm-hmm. Anne's like an aficionado of the state fair. She knows exactly where to go. I grew up two miles from there. I have been to the state fair, I don't know, north of 50 times? Oh, my gosh. I'll see you next year. Okay. Oh, we're going to have fun. (laughs) I know everything. I'm so excited. Um, And then the Seattle picnic with no show will be on September 7th. At picnic number five at Woodland Park. Woodland Park. They keep saying Woodland Park Zoo, and that's not right. It's Woodland, <laughs> the park. <laughs> Don't go to the zoo. 
And or I do. think that starts at three. Yeah, go to the zoo. Yeah, instead. the zoo might be delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one starts at three. Is that correct? Uh, that sounds right. I will. I don't think I'm going because that's the day my dad chose to have his retirement party. Oh, oh my that's goodness. Kind of that's important. important. Yeah. Especially because it's taken a year and a half of him saying he's retiring. Like, we I was going to say, is he actually retiring? Is this going to happen? Yeah, I was like, I put a fucking deposit. You're retiring, old man. I don't care what. <laughs> okay. Um, so then Orlando is September 30th. New York is October 2nd. And Seattle is October 4th. Good luck, people, um, getting to the dock at 630 on a Friday. <laughs> Just take the day off. Oh, this is going to be such a nightmare. I can't oh my wait. God. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, let's do our next segment, which we're calling Of Mice and Money Pits. Um, <laughs> Perfect for you to be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Money Pits, uh, that's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, and snakes, uh, uh, not far from my wheelhouse. I used to have a pet snake. So, this is th- what happened is Olive brought a snake into Burbank Springs, although we don't know that for a fact. No. No. There's no it would visual be bleeding. Evidence. It would be bleeding. Potentially. Right? Potentially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they can also just come into your house if you have a little yes. bit of a gap, especially little snakes. And he said it was a, a big garter snake, and they're still little. Um, yeah. I had an experience, which I think I've told this story on the show, when I first moved to Texas where a baby garter snake slithered under my front door yeah. because you only have just a front door in Texas. You don't have a screen door for some yeah. reason. Um and there was a tiny, I mean, not a gap. I didn't even realize there was a gap, but there was a tiny enough gap um, for a snake to get in. And I, I woke up and I came downstairs and there were three cats standing in a circle and a <laughs> fourth cat in the middle with a snake in, in its mouth. And it wasn't, you know, hurting it or anything, just holding it like, huh, look what I got. And uh, I kind of had a heart attack because I had just moved to Texas and I was still freaked out by like what sort of weird bugs and creatures do they have here that I'm not familiar with and I didn't really know what it was I'm not afraid of snakes but I was careful with it because I didn't know what it was so I isolated it I took a picture of it I sent it to my vet and she sent it to a herpetologist that she knows and said no it's okay just a garter snake Um, and then my concern was well where are the rest of these snakes this is a baby where's its mom where are the 400 siblings you know (laughs) so I actually had a wildlife person come out and check around my house to make sure that it was like you know there were no gaps or places where a snake could get in Um, because I didn't want this to keep happening (laughs) and I just bought this house and just moved to this state it was just a whole bunch of uncertainty I know I overreacted but it was not um there's there's no point in trying to contain a snake when it's like in your radiator or in your wall. There's no point. They can get into small spaces. I love how Luke talked about the amazing containment. Oh, he did he such a up, good job. Except for that two inch <laughs> gap that went underneath the radiator. And you know that snake needed a half inch gap to get anywhere it wanted right. to go. Or smaller. Yeah. And so what that snake is looking for is probably warmth and probably other little things to eat. Bugs and stuff. So... You know, if it's warmer in there than it is outside, then it's going to stay. It's going to go where it wants to go, and there's nothing he can do about it. This just made me so angry. <laughs> it made me angry that they that they blamed Olive and that Luke did such a bad job. Carrie was not happy about this. Because no, she wasn't. Luke videotaped this instead of dealing with it. I mean, speaking of teens, he's the teen in this situation. God. Like, put your phone down and get like try to get the snake. Yeah. Go outside. The real world's in 3D, Luke. 
Jeez. That's amazing. And then he, after he lost track of the snake, he was like, well, I got it penned in. I guess I'll go for a I run. I guess I'll just go <laughs> And then I'll focus weird cameras all over the place <laughs> to try to catch it. What are you going to do when three hours later you see it sneak out? That snake is not going to go no, where it knows gone. there's an animal. Like if if Olive did bring it in, it's not going to go towards her. No, it lives in the walls there. Yeah. No. yeah. Um. Well, also, didn't they have, Um. I don't remember if it was this or their other house, where Olive kept getting on the roof? Yeah. That's they had to house. rescue her several times. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So... Like Jeremy says, because he used to be in pest control, he used to do everything, but he said, if a cat can get out, lots of things get in. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah absolutely. Like, rats need, a like, the size of a quarter to get into your house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gross. Um, so, that snake could have gotten in through there. Well, and let's, never let's also, like, I keep, I say this every time this comes up, which is almost every week, leave, keep that fucking cat inside. inside. Just, st- yeah. you know, it's not safe for her. It's not safe for the wildlife. I'm sure she's murdering tons of innocent birds. That's how songbirds are going extinct is, is cats killing them. So keep her inside. It's too late now. You know, she's no, not going to stay right. inside. No. So yeah, she'll pee all over everything. Oh, she'll just like be miserable and, and mm-hmm. sneak out and like a teenager <laughs> dart between their feet when they're opening the door. It's it's awful to try and turn an outside cat into an inside cat. I've done it, but it's not fun yeah. and it's not easy. Um, so I, I actually, I, I remember when they got Olive, I sent Luke a, a very plaintive email. Just please don't let her go outside. Please, please, please. Because he was talking mm-hmm. about that when they got her as a kitten. And, uh, of course he ignored me. Of course. Of course. Here we are. Yeah. Well, remember he, uh, deleted all his emails, so it could have been. He probably never read it. I mean, I certainly never got a response. I've never gotten a response to anything I've ever sent them. No. So, nope. um, we did get a couple through your phones on this topic. One from listener Justina, who says, I'm not a biologist, but I believe that since snakes are cold blooded, an infrared camera would not be helpful. <laughs> It's good to be back to my science beat. I mean, maybe if the snake had just like warmed itself, it would be right. Like they just they, but they do blend into their surroundings pretty quick. I mean, listen, if they can't even work out that snakes are reptiles and not amphibians, oh and that reptiles and amphibians are not the same thing, I no. I think talking about infrared cameras no. and body heat is beyond them. It's beyond Jesus well, Creek I'm, science education for sure. I'm glad that Carrie said I'm straight on that though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did get a throw your phone from listener Callie who says, uh, ha, 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 Andrew's scream when Luke said, quote, a snake. God, he's he did almost so like a scream. scared of snakes. Like, I mean, I he's don't love scared of a... talking about snakes. There wasn't <laughs> even a snake there. <laughs> I don't love snakes, but Jesus. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> Well, he couldn't. Wait, wait. He couldn't sleep. At, was it his sister's apartment? Somebody's apartment? Friend's apartment? Because they had a tarantula in a cage? In a cage, yeah. Just that he knew there was a tarantula within the walls. Um, guess what, Andrew? There's billions of spiders in every wall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so this one is a uh, segment called Coffee Lava. And it's uh, ironic I'm doing it because I hate coffee. And I pretty much hate everything about coffee. So I live in the perfect place. Um, so, so there's something about Andrew's coffee filters. He thinks that the bottom like hundred of the thousand pack are just useless. Because if you put it in and then you pour the coffee and then it drips through the thing. 
Um, I used to recycle. I had to make coffee for my boss every morning, and I would recycle it until like it was sticky inside Ew. of the thing. God. <laughs> I would just take the coffee and pour it through again, and it would drip through. But I would throw away the coffee filter. So I do understand what he's talking about here, because if what happens is it drips out, and then the coffee beans can actually the grounds or whatever can slip through the hole and then it's a mess mm-hmm. but maybe just get a new one <laughs> well yeah, those coffee makers are not great those ones that cost 25 dollars no. they make pretty nasty coffee and but he's had he it likes for 20 it. years or, or more yeah, he probably doesn't know the difference yeah at this point yeah. does anyone else have anything to say about coffee and <laughs> filters Callie does oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see <laughs> Uh, this format is new for Christy. Oh, yeah. how do I? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm slow. Um, Callie says coffee filter talk, and then it's the emoji <laughs> of sleeping. It's like <laughs> it's my favorite emoji. It's like the like z z z z z. Yeah, snooze away. I always forget about that one. It's real good, and that described a lot of this week, in my opinion. Oh my gosh, yes. So, do you know that thing about on Livewire? Um, where Luke asked the person what their favorite emoji is. Oh, no. I haven't listened to Livewire in a while. Me either. Yeah, I have never listened. I saw it on Lindy West's, um, <laughs> her Instagram, because Andrew drew me there. So we can talk about this when we get there. All right. Because oh, okay. are we, are we going to discuss that? I know they have a jar of questions at Livewire that oh, okay. they just have a guest like randomly reach into and take a question. It sounds like what's your favorite emoji could have been one of those. Yeah, I really like that question because I definitely, I think everyone has their favorite Absolutely. one, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you don't have a favorite one? I don't really hardly even use emojis. Oh I'm like Andrew. I'm old school. <laughs> I like to spell things out. I'm going to look and see what my most frequently used okay. one is right Hillary, now. what's yours? Okay, let's see. Well, I, I'm going to do the same thing as, as uh, Meredith. Okay, my my most used one by far is the like crying laughing emoji, but that's mm-hmm. not my favorite one. I feel like the one I employ mm, the most is the <laughs> the knife one. <laughs> mostly when I'm <laughs> mostly when I'm talking about my kids, like Rory was upset about something like knife knife knife, um, which is you know um, tells you something about my parenting. Um, <laughs> Hillary's getting stabby again. <laughs> I totally. Watch there's, out, Rory. There's a newish one that's like embarrassed like Mer, that's a noise i imagine them making where it's like a cur- <laughs> it's like a curvy mouth with ro- like rosy cheeks um what? i'll i'll message oh the one me where it. it's like oh yeah. gosh what have i done <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yeah <No. I> re- <laughs> kind of a whoops <laughs> yes exactly that's probably my favorite as of this moment i've i've figured it out so okay my absolute favorite is um uh, blank face, eyes looking straight up. So eyes uh, looking straight up. So eye roll. Eye roll. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely use that the most. And then I very, very, very much love musical notes. I use the notes a lot because I often will speak in song lyrics. <laughs> I think I did it in our chat today or yesterday. I said, "Oops, I did it again" about something, and I have to put the musical notes there so that now you have the song stuck in your head. I love it. Um, my favorite is, I think it's called flushed, but it's the eyes looking straight ahead, very wide because to me, oh, the like, like embarrassed oh, or the yes. like, oh my gosh, what is that? I'm more like, I'm doing a face like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like 
did you just say that or like my face is just like someone's trying to tell a joke and you're just like straight face like what that's an omg or, face or yes. yeah is yeah. that your penis <laughs> <laughs> it just fits so well in fact so much that i made myself a big sticker uh, and nice. i just have it yeah you know um now that i'm talking really that my the one that really encapsulates like who i am and what i believe in life is that is the eyeballs emoji like that, that mm, is, the look 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 like i'm yeah. i want to know every like i'm kind of scandalized but also want to know everything about the situation so i'm waiting for you to give me the gossip so yeah that's definitely my favorite one i do love the squish face like oof, you know where the yes. eyes are, are squeezed shut and the mouth is a zigzag i like yeah. that one too and rolling eyes i use rolling eyes a yeah because yeah. i use rolling eyes and then that <laughs> face <laughs> and Anne hates emojis okay. <laughs> i it. hate emojis i just don't use them okay i find them inadequate to express my feelings <laughs> <laughs> fair enough or i just well, feel dumb well, or I don't text people. I use them far too much because I'm like, how do I compose a sentence? Emojis. <laughs> That's one of my favorite part about Venmo is the emojis that people pick. Yeah. And I try to figure out what happened. I've never seen a Venmo where somebody wrote like brunch, the word brunch. <laughs> it's always like cocktail and egg. and Right. <laughs> I used to, my friend used to buy me um, coffee at work. Like she would go get coffee and then I would Venmo her. And I, my favorite, if I'm going to Starbucks, my favorite coffee like combo is a soy latte. So I would always, it wasn't emojis, but I would always like Venmo her train lyrics because there's a lyric in a train song. (laughs) Oh yeah. I hate that song. Oh God. So stupid. The best soy latte that you've ever had. Oh gosh. I know. So, but then I would just do like Meet Virginia or like Hey Soul mm. Sister. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but everyone should go to Lindy's um, Instagram and see what she answered because it's amazing. Oh, gosh. Wow. That was about sorry. coffee, but then actually yeah, it was about sorry. the <laughs> No, it's See, I hate coffee. I got to change it to something. Um, all right, moving on um, the self, to the self-actualization chronicles. Um, Luke read an article, which I feel like, I don't know, Andrew was marginally interested in, um, about why we read and reread the same books over, as Harry Potter is the example. Um, and then he emailed, uh, this woman talked about like how she listens to a song over and over again, and then he emailed her to ask what song was, and he worried that he was like a reply guy, and, and he... And he inexplicably to me he took all of his credentials off which i'm like well you became a reply guy then like that's how right. you were now you're just guy. some rando yeah who was asking her like the question that she's been asked 1000 times like the way to make yourself stand out is that you're like you know um a, a hired you're no, a, a member of american public media and you do a show that's on npr weekly like maybe try to Push your bona fides so that she knows yeah, that say you're something not, like, like oh, we're, we might discuss this on our podcast. Can yeah. you give me the deets? There's nothing wrong with that. No. It's not creepy. No, not at all. Um, I don't know. And, uh, about the about the rereading stuff, I don't reread stuff that much because I always feel like I'm very overwhelmed about how much I should be reading in general. So I'm like, no, I got to move on to the next thing because I just need to like collect books into my brain but um i definitely get obsessed with songs and will listen to them over and over again for sure like I, oh I, me too I, I think that's normal I, I will ruin a song yeah like, yes 
I never want to hear this again. Yeah. <laughs> I came close to ruining Hamilton for myself. It was like too much. At some point, I was oh, like, you, you got to take, take a break. You have- yeah. Take a break. Take a break. No, I have to get my plan through Congress. Away with us for the summer. Let's go upstate. I lose my job if we don't get this plan through Congress. Oh my gosh! See, oh listen. God. No. Um, anyway, I absolutely will reread books all the time mm-hmm. for all the reasons they talked about familiarity mm-hmm. and yeah. comfort and just sort of enjoying the story and the characters. My mom said to me once, "I don't understand how you can just reread all these books all the time. You you know how it ends." And I was like, "Well." Why do you watch Air Force One every time it's on television? Which <laughs> yes. is like touche. Yes. I, I think there's something that that stimulates you. Like I could watch The Devil Wears Prada on TBS with commercial breaks Ooh. over and over and over again. And Dave is like you. He's like, oh, why are you doing this? You've seen this movie. And well, I'm like, commercials uh, and cut for TV. No uh, thanks. The reason yeah. why is because I like to just fall into something. Like I don't want to make the choice. I want it to just be like happenstance like it just is there yay and I just like like happen upon it but but it's like comforting for a reason you know it's like you know well one you like it you know you enjoy it on some level and two I don't know it just feels good it feels like a warm blanket Um, Mm -hmm. and I totally get that and I think that some books and so forth you can learn new things by rereading them I probably reread Watership Down every couple of years it's one of my favorite books and I read it for the first time when I was like 11 Uh and it was a book about you know anthropomorphized rabbits and I read it now as an adult and it's so interesting about leadership and power and different types of societies that I you know I get a whole new understanding and appreciation for it when I read it again I I Totally agree with that. I used to be obsessed with this book called The Chosen, which we had to read like in ninth grade. Uh, and I think I reread that like five times. I was sort of obsessed. With it. I need to reread it because it did, you know, I, I read it so much as a teenager. And I think it would like really meant something to me as a teenager. And now it's like, when you look back on it? Yeah, it's a, it means I probably would relate to the parents more at this point, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's I think it's totally normal. And um but but circling back to the reply guy stuff, I I've done that where I'm like on Twitter and I reply to somebody who's moderately famous, like Nicole Cliff or somebody who's like internet famous. Not mm-hmm. I would never reply to like Brad. Pitt I think or Nicole whatever. Cliff is famous. Yeah, like but she, <laughs> she's but, famous to me. Totally, totally. But I will reply to her, and then I feel I do. I I know what he's saying. Like I feel like a dork after that. I'm like, uh, I'm one of those people that's like what about this or like giving my suggestion or, or, you know, answering a trivia question or whatever. Yeah. You I, know why I don't do that is because I don't want my friends to see me talking to a celebrity. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, everyone's going to see if I do a reply and I am not going to live through that. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. But, um, well, I like that they took the conversation to a place where they talked about the reality of, of women yes. being yes. on Twitter yeah. and the kind of harassment that they can get and how a conversation that you think is completely innocent and innocuous, all of a sudden the guy just turns freaky and weird and icky yeah. on you. So I guess I appreciate their consideration of that and yeah. their attention to it. But, you know, as always, 
Luke kind of goes about it in a weird way, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to mitigate that yes. stuff from himself. He's like overcorrecting a little bit where you're like, don't mm-hmm. you don't have to be weird. Like, just be a normal person. And I don't know. And I was kind of astounded that he said, I'm just now realizing this. Like, what? Where have you been? It is shocking, though. To, I mean, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with um, this woman named Mina Kimes, who's a <clears throat> like a football. She's on ESPN. I, uh, Seattle people know her because she's like a Seattle partisan person. I, I mean that she like loves the Seahawks and she's on ESPN a lot. And I was listening to her on a podcast with Bill Simmons and he... I don't know, like the way he was treating her. I was like, are we living in 2019? Like she was talking about football because she comments on football. That is something that she knows really well. And he was like, whoa, you sound so professional, like taking it back. And she knew. And I was I was like listening to it out loud with Dave. And I was like, see. And then she kept saying it's really hard. You know, she wasn't like it's really hard to be a woman. But she was like, there's other considerations because people comment on how I look all the time and how I sound Mm -hmm. and whatever. He was like, really? And. I don't know. It just is like, like you just did it. Yeah. But they don't know that that is you're minimizing everything that she's saying. It's like calling Barack Obama articulate. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Well spoken. God, he's so well spoken. <laughs> so surprising. A, a ye- million years ago, Luke had this conversation with Dahlia Lithwick on TBTL mm. where she said, oh, yeah. I will get a hundred comments on whether I wore my hair curly or straight yep. on this right. latest TV mm-hmm. appearance and none on my reporting yeah. on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. And Which she's she, so good too. She's so good. And she is like one of the, I mean, she, she and uh, what's her face from NPR. Um, uh, Cokie? No, the, I'm totally blanking on her name. I'm having an Andrew moment, but the mm-hmm. NPR um, Supreme Court reporter, like they're the two people that are, you know, looked upon as like for news about the Supreme Court. And I'm sure the comments about what they look like or what they're wearing is is the majority. And it's really yeah. depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should think it's sweet that people like Andrew and Luke didn't realize that gross dudes were all of a sudden becoming completely inappropriate with women online but i don't know i don't think it's sweet i think it's just willful <laughs> ignorance at this point it's nina Totenberg. Right. it's nina totenberg sorry. nina totenberg oh okay. yeah <laughs> sorry it, it's just not paying attention to anything that doesn't directly involve them i guess right right all right let's move on to one of my favorite uh segments which we have used before, let's dispassionately discuss this news story and not get into our feelings at all. At all. Not at all. At all. Not even a little. So this um, much-discussed article came out in Variety about the pod boom and how Conan O'Brien is the prince of podcasting and he has a million downloads per episode and blah, 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 and podcasting, the new hot medium. This is always like... When there's one really good, like, Bridesmaids came out and people were like, women can do comedy. It's the women in comedy boom. It, like, happens once every four or five years. People will be like, oh, women are funny. It's just the same And then they ruined it with with, uh, Ghostbusters. Blockbusters, of course. Uh, 
Thanks for ruining my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number one comment on this is that I was irritated at Andrew for not reading this article. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's naive of me to think that he would. But this is actually an article about his business. Yes. I know? Have, I've gotten so callous to this. It, I was like, of course. It didn't even st- surprise me even a little bit. So of course he didn't right. read it. I don't know. But anyway, people online who have been in the podcasting game for a long time, you know, got their backup about this. Oh, oh, Conan's invented podcasting kind of reaction to that. There were a couple of flashpoints on that about uh, I think the article said that 2014 was the with the advent of Serial um, and the addition of a native podcast player to um iPhones yeah. that that was what really started podcasting and then you know people like Luke who've been doing it since 2008 were like um hey been here the mm-hmm. whole time so they do a lot of talking Luke in particular about how he understands he's totally fine with it and how of course they're going to comment when somebody who's has notoriety like Conan gets into it because that's the newsworthy part but you can tell they're pretty pretty bummed yeah about this that that no one asked for their opinion on podcasting (laughs) but shouldn't any like because a lot of people still don't know what podcasts are shouldn't any kind of news be great for people that are in that as our their job right well currently the numbers are one in five people have listened to a podcast so there's plenty of room for growth in the industry um I was a little, let's say, nonplussed about they very briefly sort of raised the idea of, of you know, um, it's still white men that are featured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only when you know, white men do stuff does it get noticed and maybe they could feature some people of color. And Luke was like, yeah, but that's another article. Oh, boy. No. Yeah, no. And I think about shows like... Like two dope queens yeah. makes a ton of money, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. They're yep. really and they have an HBO show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or like uh, Keep It yep. is really mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. I know there are tons of podcasts hosted by women, by people yeah. of color out there who are deserve to be part of the conversation. It's yeah. I mean, like I think about. Uh, I don't listen to it as much anymore, but like my favorite murder is huge. There's so mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. that listen to it, and you know. Uh, yeah there's like a they could have done like a circle thing where it was like all the you know maybe you have one central star and then you have like pops of you know other people sure let's pull people in through conan but then talk about the benefits of podcasting for people other than mark maron and the nerdist and all Mm -hmm. those people because there's a lot of people who are really popular who are not white dudes yep oh my goodness so I guess people are just butthurt about it. We got a couple of good throw your phones from Sam. I just love Sam's throw your phones because she yes. does not pull her punches. No, she no. does not. What, what she thinks. She says, throwing my phone with the remnants of my mind for it has been <laughs> thoroughly blown. I cannot believe that a top story about how people are, quote, weirdly, unquote, bent out of shape about Conan O'Brien being mistakenly appointed the creator and prince of podcasting resulted in the guys going on for 25 minutes about how they were obvi podcasting before it was cool. 
I mean, of course I can believe this. I've listened to the show for years. <laughs> but goodness gracious, the denial of having the exact feelings that go on to deride in others is just incredible. I'm the first person to give the guys credit for the awesome duration of TBTL, and I can understand their feeling overlooked completely. But Luke and Andrew's bizarre claims that they and we don't even want the show to be popular is mind-boggling. Mm, yeah, I know they've weird. made it very clear that they don't want to go out on any limbs to promote the show, but are we really to believe that they would be turning down millions of downloads? I love the dudes and wish so much that they could drop this defensive position and just embrace the idea that the show could still have room to grow and improve while still being loved by us tens. Maybe even the idea that the success of Conan, Serial, and Gimlet does not exhaust a limited podcast audience or eliminate their membership in the Potterverse. I guess they haven't been using Talkspace <laughs> after all. Sam. Yeah, you can beautiful. listen to more than one podcast at one time. Dark. Yeah, totally. And then we got one from Justina, slightly shorter. That says, iHeartMedia bought How Stuff Works, which has been in the podcast game about as long as TBTL and yeah. makes far fewer science gaffes yeah. than TBTL. You know why? Don't because they research. <laughs> what? I, mean, I know. I know. That? That's a crazy idea. But Luke does always seem to like to try and shit on other shows that are more popular than yeah. him. Oh, he uh, clearly, and he knows it. He has such a hard time when his his cohorts are successful, more successful, perceived than him. Oh, that's true. He did talk. He was like, all those guys I came up at NPR with are now, you know, signing hundreds of million dollars. You know why? It's because they worked hard. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Luke, you never know what you could have done. If you had been willing to market your podcast right. and hustle after all those celebrity appearances and whatever, but no, you decided that you wanted to have this weird little thing where you and your buddy just talk. Yeah. That's got a limited well, they, audience because it's got a limited range. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. both have that hipster mentality. I mean, Andrew's had it since like, I don't watch movies that right. people like <laughs> since right. he was in college, right? So they both kind of have that, and it's just spilling over into their jobs. Yep. Which is well, great. Well, it's a way to justify their position as not being mm-hmm. a huge podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't think they have anything to be ashamed of. They make a podcast that's a full-time living for Andrew, that's right, self-supporting. Sure. Yeah. I, I think they should be very proud of yeah. what they've accomplished with TBTL. It doesn't have to get millions of downloads, mm. but... I, I don't know. They have such insecurities about it. They're just like, well, we didn't want to be popular anyway. Oh, they're yeah. never going to be at what there's some like theoretical level of success where they they suddenly will be happy. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think uh, they're true. ever going to get there. So true. it's better to just let go of that weird ambition that it you're w- not going to actually work for. <laughs> it was funny when he, when he read how much Alex Bloomberg, um, sold spot um gimlet to spotify he was like mm-hmm. oh oh my god oh my god hundred <laughs> million dollars he was like i knew it was a lot but i didn't know it was that much i mean i'm good for him that's that's you know he's done this is mm-hmm. the i mean he doesn't have to work like he doesn't have to strive for anything he's fine, i bet he but, still will though yeah exactly because mm-hmm. exactly. he is very much an entrepreneur and the thing is with luke is he is a hustler that's what i don't really get he does hustle and like every other part of his career, but with this, it's very much like, no, let's keep it like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is just the fear of, um, 
of any criticism. And it's, it's yep. a bummer. And, and not wanting to look thirsty. Yes. Right? Always. Yep. Above yes. all else. Perception yep. is the most important yep. thing. Yep. I recommend that he list, he uh, listen to a very good podcast called Startup <laughs> on Gimlet Media get that tips. tells you how to go about starting a podcast yeah. empire that will get you multi-millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on to a little news you can use. Hopefully, we can shoot through these news stories pretty quickly. There was a software engineer. I forget. Was this in California? I think maybe, but I don't remember. On the West Coast somewhere, who decided to get a vanity license plate that says no, as an empty set. But that was kind of frustrating listening to Luke and Andrew trying to define no. Oh, sure was. It just means an empty set, guys. It doesn't mean a zero. It means empty. Zero is different. Yep. So now this person finds that he has gotten uh, all the parking tickets in the state, I believe, that uh, have no license plate number. Uh, associated with them. I don't understand how you can write up a ticket. If Why would you even write okay. up a ticket? Though? Yeah. Is it really I, the thing where once you start the process of writing a ticket, you have to, you have to finish it out and then the person drives away before they get the license plate. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe it's like you have the car description or something like at least it's something. Yeah. Well, I was surprised at how low the number was actually. Uh, I'm going to off the top of my head. It was like $18,000 or something. Yeah, somewhere in that low five digit range. And I was like, I would have thought that it would have been more. So maybe this isn't something that actually happens all that often that they don't get the plate. Oh, my gosh. If it happened here, I bet it would be in the millions of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) People get no license plate all the time. I think they actually put the word null in there. Yeah. They'll put. Because I've seen that. Yeah. It usually isn't the license plate. It will be like the color or something like that. Hmm. Hmm. Well, but, so I bet a, that all of the tickets that said the word null got pushed to him. Oh, that's terrible. That's a clever idea that uh, backfired. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. seriously. laughs> Funny for a second. <laughs> well, I guess that you do sort of, once he got into the situation and he didn't want to actually get a different license plate number because he figured that would only make the trail even more complicated. I bet he's he right. to mm-hmm. deal with it. But boy, that must be quite frustrating to deal with i, I loved it uh, they're talking about parking tickets and looks like i hardly get any parking tickets at all anymore anymore you can i live yeah. in a city where they don't have parking paid parking <laughs> they have all the automated <laughs> parking kiosks and i was like you know luke it is possible to not get parking yes. tickets anyway so i just don't never park get legally never in my tw- Your choice in my 20s when i lived in los angeles i think i got like three and it sucks they're like 25 dollars, and they are bullshit i got one when they instituted the digital or the the pay by like credit card or whatever in uh, mm-hmm. austin i got one because i didn't put it i didn't follow the directions and i didn't I just like put it on my dash and you have to like stick it, whatever. But I went to court cause I was so pissed about it that I was like, I am not paying this. And I got it, um, erased, <laughs> got it dismissed. But since Good. then I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't beyond those like little mini ones, just like running out of meter or whatever. I, I like, if I got a parking ticket right now, I think I would lose my mind. Like I would be like, are you serious? <laughs> I look for parking and I overpay on a meter just in case. Like I will pay for three hours oh, just yeah. in case. Well, they make it 
Mm-hmm. If you know, and that's what they need to do. They need to make it easy, yes. which I think with yep. the app and the you know the kiosks yeah. and stuff, it is very easy. As long because I never carry cash anymore. Sometimes no, I'm yeah. like, I have to pay. I have to pay the meter when I go to yoga, which kind of stinks. Although it's only in t- only eleven in the morning is when it starts. Oh. So if I go to a morning class, I don't have to. <laughs> but when I do, I can pay with the app, and I can pay on the at the kiosk, and. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't feel like there's a, like a 25 cent convenience fee. And I'm like, oh, maybe I have cash. And I'll like put like 10 nickels in there because that's all the cash I've got. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do the app. <laughs> <Stop."> Fine. <laughs> but it's so easy to not get a parking ticket. It's so easy. It's yep. so easy. All right. Moving on. An executive at Robert De Niro's production company got oh. caught embezzling a significant amount of money. Um, Christy. I feel as though you have something to contribute on this (laughs) due to all the money you embezzled. (laughs) Is this, am I going to be arrested? Is there a SWAT team? There's probably a statute. What's the statute? Wait, (laughs) let's ask Mackenzie. He's, he's dead, isn't he? So like, you're like, (laughs) wait, Robert De Niro's dead. No, no, no. (laughs) My guy dead. Yeah. My dead guy's dead. But I would not put it past his family of trying to like right. cook up some kind of thing and then go after me for it. Um, two things. I don't remember who it was that uh, that pointed out that they spelled his name completely wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. they spelled it D N E R O. And then D I N E R O. Yep, wasn't it? Yeah, it's so bad. Money, right? Yes, exactly. If only there was a place to check that. Well. So there was another I, bad spelling mistake on uh, the next day, too. I was like, ooh. Andrew. I'm surprised at how many spelling errors there are in these things, especially given mm-hmm. how, like, nitpicky he Anal, is. Andrus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first thought is, um, I don't want him to coming after me, but Robert De Niro's kind of, like, a known alcoholic who, like, gets sloppy drunk and has to be brought home a lot um, in New York. Yeah. I feel like New Yorkers just, like, keep those kind of things a little bit quiet. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. yeah, not at all, no. And what I think is he had this longtime assistant, and he gave the go-ahead for a lot of stuff, and then it was just, like, it maybe got sloppy. Like, one time he said, yeah, use my miles to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, oh, this is something I do now. Opened the door um, and yeah. Yeah. And then when that person quit, then what happened is an accounting firm came in, like an official one, and was like, hey, why did this, 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 and this? And then they're like, we have to go after this person. And he was probably very embarrassed. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's and, what I think. Yeah. A similar thing happened to the assistant before me. Um we found a lot of stuff, me and the accountant, and then it turned out he had, like, paid for her to get breast implants mm. and paid for her to get IVF and, mm. um, like, all of this stuff. And he had willingly done it, but was embarrassed about it. Like, you can't, <laughs> just because you were embarrassed that you did that, like... Get no. someone else in trouble and yeah. torpedo their life. I mean, yeah. I'd be embarrassed if I was an old guy who paid for my assistant's boob job. Yeah, it's me too. It's so gross. <laughs> should it's be embarrassed. so inappropriate. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. Well, we're, we don't know the whole story, and I bet that it just gets overturned. Given his extremely lackluster performances on SNL last season, I don't, I don't care what he says. He's yeah. just the worst now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when Hillary, what yes. was the last good movie that De Niro was in? God, uh, The Intern. The just kidding. Intern. <laughs> the Intern. 
The intern's not bad, actually. He's kind of no. sweet in it. Um, oh, Lord in heaven. I mean, I think he's going to be in... Is he going to be in The Irishman? It's a new... Um, obviously, Scorsese. I think he might be in it. Though, I don't know. Anyway, he, he hasn't been in anything in a while. But, you know, what he owns... He owns, like, all of, uh, like, the lower part of Manhattan. So, he's doing fine. Like he's, I'm sure he's yeah. doing fine. He's but it, totally from his fine. SNL appearances, it looks like he forgot how to read or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's really painful to watch. I just got the impression that he got sort of old and lazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he just acted. He, he doesn't he need acts, to try anymore. He and... Um, What's his face? Al Pacino act like the exact same in every single movie. Mm-hmm. It's like Al Pacino does yeah. an amplified version of himself. Robert De Niro is like a flat version of himself. Oh, he yeah. was okay in the one with Bradley Cooper. Um, oh, yeah. The Silver Lining Playbook. Playbook. He was actually pretty good in that. But that's, yeah. but that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was years ago now. Yeah, it was. All right. Um, they're basically pickled. <laughs> their brains and their body yeah. are yeah. basically pickled. And so um, also just I, I don't remember who pointed it out, but they aren't charging with criminal charges. This is a civil suit. Wow. So that means they don't have enough evidence mm-hmm. to prove any of this. And part of the article, they said the assistant suddenly quit. Suddenly quit when? Like, no, the person quit. And then now you're looking into it. Right. You know, like what is suddenly you work there for 10 years and then you suddenly quit because you got another job. Well, you can't mm-hmm. graduate. I mean, I guess you could gradually quit if you gave like two months notice, but you have <laughs> to quit at, at a given moment. <laughs> I did that when I quit working at the store. I think I told yeah. her in yeah. May that I was leaving in Labor Day. <laughs> but <laughs> you could say that you suddenly us- quit at the moment that you told her you were going to do that. That's yeah. true. <laughs> We had plenty of time to like process and separate everything, so it actually <laughs> worked out. your but... emotions, yeah. Yeah, I think there's yep. going to be a story that we don't know about. Yeah. Oh, probably. Like maybe all those expensive lunches were actually um, her buying him alcohol that he was wanting, mm-hmm. and now he's embarrassed mm-hmm. and keeping it secret or doesn't remember. I bet a lot of this is he doesn't remember. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, more to come, bad. maybe. <laughs> Uh, Next story is, I don't know if there's much to talk about, but uh, a fleet of air mattresses got blown away by a big wind gust. (laughs) And it looked funny. That was the story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Colorado. That sounds right. And there's a a video of it on YouTube. So, I mean, at least the better sense triumphed for once and they didn't. I was so video. scared that they were going to just play video of wind sounds for two minutes <laughs> and describe it. Yeah. Okay, and now what's now, happening? Well, and they would matches. say like, "Oh, this isn't very good for podcasts," but like, regardless, we're going to play. So gonna do. <laughs> That's so frustrating. There's two more minutes of it. We <laughs> might as well just listen. Um, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything? I saw like just a fragment of no. the video. I think they previewed it on the news or something when I had it on. And I was like, yep, that's a bunch of air mattresses. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's what I want to say. Andrew couldn't figure out that they were air mattresses. He thought that they were foam mattresses. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> because he didn't read the article. I mean, <laughs> I saw literally one half second of video and it was so obvious that they were air mattresses. Well, and if you've ever gotten one of those foam mattresses in the mail, which I have, they're real heavy. You, it's hard mm-hmm. to drag those things upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to go flying down the street unless it's a tornado. The thing I have to say is, why was this national news? Our world is melting and burning. And this <laughs> was know. like the top story on every local news. air mattresses. <laughs> 
Uh, I know. I sort of feel that way listening to TBTL sometimes. I I know that it's supposed to be like our fun respite from the world, but I'm like, uh, we're all dying. Can we really not think of anything more important to talk about, yeah. guys? I mean, Donald Trump is the chosen one, so uh, that's yeah. what. That's the... so we're all going to hell. <laughs> hell is coming to us, Christy. Yeah. We're already there. What yes. are you talking about? Going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In a local story, surprisingly local, there were three Safeways, including Luke's Safeway in Bellingham, where some of the staff unpacked boxes of bananas, a shipment of bananas, and found half a million dollars of cocaine <laughs> in them. Sounds like a blank check scenario to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes sure Why did they enough. tell anyone? I Listen, if it was me... What the hell am I going to do with half a million dollars of cocaine? I don't know what to do with it. How you to sell it? just let Mike know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll, I do like bananas. <laughs> like, let's, go, let's go see about some bananas. <laughs> the problem, though, with this plan, if I find cocaine and bananas, is that I can't text Mike. I can't leave a paper trail. Well, no, no, I'm no. going to have to actually <laughs> no, write you just him have to, a letter. Y'all call him on the phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just have Follow to do me. it. Knows like, that the code. government is listening. Get a burner phone. <laughs> Step one: <laughs> get a burner phone and do emojis. Okay, maybe you should contact Bananas me first. In snow, yeah. and drive to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. So I'm not anywhere close to home. Find the last payphone on earth. Go I like there. throw I, it in the river. I like throw to think of Anne as a drug mule, like <laughs> <laughs> on an airplane, just sweating, sweating, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I would die. I would die of fright and guilt at being caught doing something bad. How many of you guys thought of the money's in the banana stand? (laughs) There's always money in the banana stand. Always money. (laughs) Well, someone in the cartel screwed up. That's all I know. Yeah, someone's dead. At least one person. Uh, Multiple people. Someone did a real bad job at drug selling. (laughs) Okay, um, let's move on to a segment. Uh, the picky eating segment. I feel like this comes up basically every week. Um, (laughs) This, because they can't stop talking, or at least Luke can't stop talking about food. Um, This week, it's the chicken sandwich wars. Um, Popeye's has come out with a chicken sandwich to rival Chick-fil-A's, and people are wild about it, apparently. Um, the, The thing that really caught my eye was Luke complaining about wendy's tweet so he's reading this back and forth from all these fast food places and wendy said y'all out here fighting about who has the best chicken sandwich and he said oh that's so on the line of appropriating african-american vernacular i direct you to luke burbank's twitter from august 12 2019 (laughs) quote we really out here prepping for this meteor shower unquote Ugh. God, you let a woman watch a few episodes of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Exhibit A. Miss Olivia dunk, Benson. Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> enhance, enhance. Let's see. Also, I, it's so hypocritical. Give me a break. It's so weird, too, because, I mean, I guess there is some twinge of African-American 
whatever vernacular on that. But I say y'all do something all the time. Like it well, is, and also the person running the Twitter account could very easily uh, be a, an African American. Like I know that's sort of the race to say. Like how could yes. a black person well, do black, social we media? We know for, from from Terry Gross that black people don't know how to play the flute, <laughs> yeah, and don't. apparently from Luke that they don't use Twitter either. No, they don't yeah. use Twitter. There's no yeah. such thing as black Twitter. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Give me a brark. <laughs> This did I make mean, me want to go to Popeye's. I, I kind of wanted. I do, um, and I'm going to have a pro tip for everybody um, who's been sleeping on Popeye's. Possibly, um, if you are a meat eater and you don't want to prep um, turkey at Thanksgiving because it's a pain in the ass and you have to like get and it's gross. In, yes, you have to get involved <laughs> in the parts. It's of not turkey. very good. Uh, yeah. Popeye's does an amazing fried turkey at Thanksgiving mm. that you can pre-order a couple weeks in advance. Um, it's delicious. And also just like throw in some rolls because they're really, really good. So I Popeyes think Popeye's is, is underrated. Uh, yeah. For sure. Well, now I probably at this point is like, yeah, everyone's rated. discovered it suddenly. But, uh, Popeye's rules like it's so good. There's not there one. are a couple around here, but yeah. I've never been. It's good. It's really good. It's worth checking out. I just out. found out there's one near me. I didn't know. Yeah. I think their biscuits are legit good, and I think yeah. their corn and or their green beans are vegan, so you don't have yeah. to worry about, like, bacon in them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up is Old Man Yells at Cloud, and I, <laughs> I only chose this one because I agree with this take. <laughs> Luke, Luke was upset about the um, new moped scooters that you can rent, just like the little, you know, the little, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. like the bikes and the, yeah. the two wheel scooters so, yeah. or the little like, what are they called? I can't believe this is a thing. I can't either. There's- this does seem really dangerous. Mopeds well- are scary and dangerous and you don't have to be wearing a helmet for these and there's no, no like training and you're just on the road with cars and people are going to die for sure. Uh, for sure. There's a guy in my office that, uh, I think broke a rib or, I mean, he's an older guy who should not have been riding. He was riding a scooter. He wasn't riding the moped, but he broke a rib because he fell in it. And I think probably when you sign up, cause you know, it's like anything digital, you're just ch- clicking, like click to agree. Oh, agree, this. agree, agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much in there. It's probably like you agree that like your safety is. Oh, it's not on them anymore. No, yeah. No. You've signed away all the liability. Yeah. The problem is that people nope. are going to get hurt and die. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody, I think this is an excellent example of natural selection. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with these ding dongs dying. I'm not fine if one of them like takes out Hillary in the middle of her <laughs> afternoon walk. Right? No, uh, yeah. But that's if they want to crash into a, a tree and kill themselves, I mean, that's they can get a Darwin Award for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see all these idiots driving those bikes. I can't even imagine with no helmets. I can't yeah. even imagine what this is going to be like. Yeah. This is a terrible. I'll idea. watch from the bus down at them <laughs> well the bus runs them over <laughs> yep uh yeah no it's it's like it's so stupid I, I do feel for some reason like about a year ago or maybe nine months ago or something I felt like the amount of scooters around the streets in downtown Austin were it was out of control like it was too much I feel like it has seeded a lot and it's it has definitely been um replaced a little bit by motorized bikes which i don't yes. know if that's good or bad or i, I don't I think know. it's better and there's bike lanes yes, now exactly, a lot of exactly. places so yeah. that's a little bit better yeah. yeah i feel like they kind of go with the rules a little bit whereas mopeds are they're like sometimes on the sidewalk or sometimes there's like, sometimes uh, they're cars and sometimes yeah. they're not and for a bike most people know how to ride them and most people know how to yeah, yeah. put them in the bike lane yeah <laughs> 
So we'll see. Ugh. Um, all right. So moving on to, so who needs a movie? Uh, they had a little discussion about what makes a classic movie. Um, I don't know. I thought that their perspective was sort of weird. Why is the Batman, the the Tim Burton Batman is a classic movie and Superman isn't? I don't know. Question. Is that Batman a classic? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I think it all has to do with your age. Like, I mm-hmm. know, I don't. Okay. So I've already mentioned this podcast again, but um, before, but Blank Check, the podcast that I refer to a lot they did a series um on tim burton and so they did talk about that batman one and it did change a lot of things like it did it is i don't know if it's a classic in that like i want to watch it a lot or i even could like refer to different parts of it but i do think it was like a paradigm shift as far as like superhero movies but i think that my husband being a little bit older than I am, Superman was a, a really big deal to him. And to like my parents, it was real. Christopher Reeve is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. we all know who he is. We all were sad when he died. He is Superman. He cannot be replaced as Superman actually, because they keep trying to shoehorn people into playing Superman. And the only person you think of is Christopher Reeve. Like he is the prototype of Superman, even though he wasn't the first or the last to play it. So I don't know. I think that they, they just uh, have like a perspective on it because of their age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say, I don't know, maybe Superman isn't a classic, but the theme from Superman certainly is. I mean, everybody in the, everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the kids these days don't, but I don't know. I also didn't really buy, I think it was Luke that was trying to make a contrast about how Superman was all like bright colors and light. And then the Batman came along and it was was all dark dark and began the sort of gritty telling of that. And I, but that it's two different characters. Yes. Superman isn't supposed to be gritty. Superman is supposed to be. He's like wholesome. Cartoonish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Batman is nocturnal and lives in the shadows and yeah. He's not a super being from Krypton, and so he has a very I, I, dark past. Yes. Too. yes, I don't. I don't think that that was a good mm-hmm. comparison. No. But I don't know. That Batman is not a classic no. for me, even though I'm the same age, almost exactly as Luke and Andrew. I, I think it was like I don't think it's a classic because there's it's not something I'm like oh yeah like, like let's just like plug that in. Let me. I don't mind hearing people talk about it, but it's not something that I actually remember that summer really well because I'm psychotic and that's like something I remember it was the summer of 1989 because mm-hmm. this two movies two big movies came out that year or that summer it was Batman which was a slightly later in the summer and but the first thing that came out was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and I love Indiana that's the only Indiana Jones that like I will watch over and over and over again and so it was like a summer that was really diver- I was like this is my movie I don't care about mm-hmm. Batman but I did I don't know <laughs> I, but Batman um it was a big deal and it was a big money maker but I don't care about anybody talking about it except maybe about except Andrew, right, Andrew. Mm-hmm. he's obsessed mm-hmm. with it I mean I I do like Michael Keaton I enjoy Michael Keaton yeah. but I prefer him as Beetlejuice as opposed to oh, Batman yeah. I mean okay is this a controversial statement I think that Batman Returns is better than oh, Batman no, um no and because I feel like as far as cinephiles go that I like cinema Twitter 
that I vaguely follow and I'm not a part of, they also agree with that and think that Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito are like far oh. superior. Oh in that. my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was so good. I mean, Danny DeVito legitimately creeped me. Yes. The fuck out yes. Of yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer was so amazing. Yeah, she, was. she really mm-hmm. was. Well, and I think actually like, thinking back I was probably I don't know 12 or something when that came out and it probably I didn't like it because I think it made me uncomfortable I need to watch it again because I think as an adult speaking again is seeing things another and through a different view I think I probably would like it now whereas as a 12 year old I was like I don't like this it makes me feel weird (laughs) anyway I, I don't know I mean I get where they're coming from where you think whatever you're um, into as a classic, but I don't know. They don't have. Sometimes they don't have a global view of things because they don't, they yeah. you know they they limit themselves to what they want to follow, which we all do to some extent. But you know, um, Andrew only follows sports Twitter at this point, and Luke follows this very tiny little bit of things. So uh, you know, who knows? Nope. I I think classic movies are like porn. <laughs> can't define it but you know when you see it <laughs> all right let's move into what was kind of a short discussion but um provoke oh, some God. reactions from our listeners i called this segment it's really not that hard guys <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how luke and andrew got into this discussion of the book go the fuck to sleep famously audiobook read by samuel l jackson maybe they got into it through that i don't remember but They talk about this and how really sad and unfortunate it is that the author of Go the Fuck to Sleep actually got pigeonholed into just writing cheeky children's books. Poor guy. I'm sure he's really suffering. New York Times bestseller. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm buying my, you know, two million dollar, like, townhouse in Brooklyn with how Mm -hmm. sad I am. It sucks. Mm -hmm. So we got a couple of throw your phones on this that I want to read straight off the bat. From Anne, Anne Miner. Uh, she says, yes, Defo needed to hear more from the guy who scored 100% on his sleep and the other guy who thinks that sleeping six hours can be a quote-unquote nap on the subject of go the fuck to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then listener Dan came in with my favorite. He says, I believe the correct answer to was go the fuck to sleep written for adults is... No shit, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, absolutely. But let's spend the next five or so minutes on a deep dive on it anyway. I could not believe they spent so much time really I know. wondering if this was actually a children's children? book that you read to your children. What idiots. One of them has a child. Would he have read that to her? I wonder no. if he no. didn't actually, if he's never actually read it. Yeah. Because... In it, it actually says fuck. Yeah, yeah. a so lot. Maybe like on think, every, like page. every page. Yes. Yeah, it says it all the time. So maybe he thinks like, oh, it doesn't actually say that inside. But no but, kid yeah. is going to be like, mommy, will you read me go the F to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not... <laughs> oh, they're so dumb. I felt the irony of them dancing around the word fuck and saying go the f to sleep yeah. and then luke kept talking about raw dogging it with the coffee filters <laughs> i was like no there's a word he can stop using or a oh, term. A ter- it's so gross it's, it's so I, gross i automatically think about his penis and it grosses me out yeah like, that's <laughs> but that's what it means i don't know of any other yes. meaning no How, what are you supposed isn't. to think about <gasps> uh. Ooh. <laughs> um, 
that's when I. Oh, sorry. No, no. I was gonna say that's oh. like the definition of the embarrassed emoji face of like yes, <laughs> scrunched up face with one eye bigger than the other. <laughs> when <sighs> I looked up that book, um, go the fuck to sleep. I found one you might also like. Stop fucking tweeting and go to fucking sleep, <laughs> Mr. President. Oh, well, I'm into that. Yeah, please. I know. Agree. So that made my day. Uh, well, I have to think that Luke knows that they say fuck in the book a lot because the audio of Sam Jackson reading it went around the internet, right? Yeah, didn't I feel he like play they it? About it but, on he, DVD? but he asked if it was really Samuel Jackson or if they like sliced it together. <laughs> no, he really read the audiobook. Like he he couldn't figure out if he had actually read it or if it was like something the internet wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Painful. Come on now. Painful. Well, all right. So that's the content for this week. Final thoughts. Uh I believe Christy Oh, no, you've got the next one. I yeah. came up with the that's a good spoof. I thought the good spoof of the week <laughs> was them selling the Seattle and Orlando venues as good choices. <laughs> I love this as a, as a good spoof idea. Just the spoofs <laughs> that they didn't mean to be spoofs, but, but that were hilarious yeah. anyway. <laughs> right. So great. I mean, I know it didn't work out, but boy, this is just so much better anyway. Yeah. Okay, a boat in a waffle house. Mm-hmm. Sure, but... Neptune Theater versus... <laughs> 250 people on the the high seas. Yep. It's fine, TM. All right. And then, Christy, you did have the must listen. Yes, I do have the must listen. Let's pull this negativity train up. The must listen is our our show of 419, (laughs) Anne's amazing ode on the cat roll. Listen to it on one times. Don't sell yourself short because the pauses are amazing. So good. And I actually had forgotten most of those. I knew the big ones because we knew when they were happening, like Mm -hmm. right after and who was involved. But some of those little ones are so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Great. Especially the early ones where Luke is just giggling. Oh, my gosh. About it. So funny. I do like it better than the um, new Scatman. Oh, I am really not into this whole scat I got to take it back to negativity town for a minute here because (laughs) I've had some thoughts on this scat man thing. I actually, I'm quite fond of the scat man thing. I like it. (laughs) But that's just me. But they had this conversation about scatting where Luke said about it would be the absolute most embarrassing thing that you do. And then he talked about how people like Ella Fitzgerald and... Louis Armstrong, and so when you heard them scatting, it wasn't embarrassing at all. But when you hear Kim Cattrall scatting, that was super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And Luke was like, maybe it's a racial thing. You know, like, maybe (laughs) only black people can scat. And I'm like, no, only trained people can scat. People don't realize it. It's their job. It's a legitimate vocal technique that people take classes in. So, of course, Kim Cattrall sounds like an idiot when she does it. And, of course, Luke would sound like an idiot if he just got up. If you think that scatting is just singing a bunch of nonsense syllables. Yeah. It's one of those things that where if it's done properly, it sounds really easy mm-hmm. until you try to do it. So I was like, come on, guys. The whole thing reminds me of one of my favorite, probably top ten things that Andrew's ever said is when he said he would be the live wire guest and he would be scat. He would be a scatter. And he did a little bit of it. Uh. The best clip ever. Like, I have it saved on my phone because <laughs> I died. It's so funny. Was this recently? 
Um, no, I think it's from like February. You need to put oh, that up okay. as a yeah file that we can somewhere. all use as a ringtone. Yeah, it's so funny. And because I don't know how to do things, it's like me listening on my car stereo using a voice memo. So it's real quality there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I bet we could improve on that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, February 2nd. We'll get you a more right. quality version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we can probably handle that. Well, let's roll into a little bit of housekeeping. If you would like to buy merch from us to display your love for TBTL, or I want to know your love for us, yes. maybe, you can visit our merch store at littleredbandwagon.com. You're always welcome there. The uh, archive project, let's just say it's on hiatus for a little while. Well, it's having especially a rest. with the new format of the TBTL website, it might be dead in the water. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. We yeah. uh, There was a post on the... Um, Stens page that with the brand new redesign of the TBTL website, they took off the download feature on all the episodes. So that makes things a little bit more complicated for me trying to do clip shows. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Also, I know that you don't just buy LRB merch. You also buy other kinds of merch. And if you wouldn't mind using our Amazon portal at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, just make it your bookmark. And then every time you buy something on Amazon, we get a few pennies that helps us keep this ship, which does not hold <laughs> 500 people <laughs> no. afloat. And we're probably getting due for another show where sure, we yeah. go through the list of oh, things sure. that people have bought. Oh, yeah. And here's puzzle pro- over it. A pro tip for people going to the Seattle show, buy seasick bands because those Argosy cruises, you do get seasick. If you have, if you're a regular, if that's a normal thing that you experience, you will get seasick on this. I saw some people being like, wait, I thought it was a big ship, so it won't, you won't get seasick. You definitely do. cruise ship. Yep. I get sick on cruise ships. It's not the Queen Mary or anything. (laughs) And uh, this week on our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, Staying Alive, uh, Nurse Amy has passed her chest compression certification exam. And so to celebrate that, this show is about being alive, uh, songs that have heartbeats in them. I have to assume there's a lot of songs that talk about hearts and heartbeats. So we'll see what they come up with for that. Should be interesting. Okay, get involved, you guys. Um, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, the the best website that y'all have used a lot this week. We got a lot. <laughs> Throw your phone. Holy shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wow, another one. Throwyourphone.com. Keep contributing. It really helps to kind of anchor us to what we should be focusing on, and we love it. Um, join our Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Um, send us a voice memo. I'm still waiting. I want y'all to send one. Please, I want to hear your voices. Um, fax us or fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. And or other things. Fax things that look like things. butts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like animals or, I don't know, baked Peaches. goods. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you like. Uh, your social security menus. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Your passport, birth certificate, what have you. It's fine. Um, no, Bobby doesn't need anybody's birth certificate <laughs> oh, or passport. No, I'm sure he can find, find, find those them. in three seconds if he wants to. <laughs> um, and with that, Christy, come on, get us out of here. Until next time, this is the next party. Wait, 
Did I say it right? You did. Yes. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You did it. You came up with it. It's been so long. Sorry. <laughs> Should I do it again? No. no. It was okay. <laughs> Uh, we love you, Jen. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, today. <laughs> we got there in the end. Nailed it? Question mark. People dream high in the quiet of the night. You know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price. You know that I bought it. Trying.